Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, there have been reports that the morality police in Iran is to be disbanded. The Attorney General said it at a press conference. But it turns out he doesn't have the power to do that. Since then, Iranian officials have only affirmed the regime's commitment to modesty rules, even announcing new enforcement methods and punishments. The morality police was established in 2005 with the task of arresting people who violate the Islamic dress code, usually concerning women wearing hijabs covering their hair. Colm Flynn is an Irish reporter based in Europe and he met with an Iranian woman who had been arrested and charged by the morality police. She wished to remain anonymous but she agreed to tell Colm her story. My brother's best friend owned the cafe at the time so I told my mom I'm going to his cafe and I wore, I remember I wore a red lipstick when I went out and I had this uniform that was white and beige pants and a beige shawl on my head. My hair was showing out of the hijab let's call it yeah so you weren't wearing a full hijab but you were wearing a shawl over your hair yeah it's usually what we wore yeah and i before that i had never gone uh, gotten into trouble because of it so i went to his cafe and i was just sitting there reading my book and occasionally uh, having a talk with him with the owner of the cafe, which was my friend. And then another friend of mine called me and told me, where are you? And I said, I'm hanging out at this cafe. And she also came along. And she was, like, covered. She was wearing good good hijab She's in their standard. The full hijab, okay. Yeah, yeah. we were just talking. There was, like, an L-shaped sofa in his cafe. And me and my friend, which was a girl, were sitting on one side. And the guy, which uh, was the owner of the cafe, was sitting on the other side. And then the morality police came in and they locked the door. They locked the door shut. Oh. So how many police officers come in? Uh, I think it was three three men and three or four women. When this happened, I immediately called my mom because I felt something bad is going to happen. So my mom was there in a few minutes. So they started asking us questions, which in my head didn't make sense. For example, what's my relation? What, what's my relationship with the cafe owner? Because he's a man. Yeah, he's a man, but like we weren't doing anything. We were yeah. just talking. Yeah. They told me that my hijab is improper. I shouldn't be dressed like this. They started calling me names, which I don't know I can repeat or not. <laughs> you can, yeah. What did they say? Well, like they told me I look like a prostitute. So you're 20 sitting there and they were saying you look like a prostitute because you had the red lipstick on, a white kind of uniform and you were showing your hair. Yeah. They were saying these things in front of my mom. Wow. So was was, your mom, was she stressing out uh, at this point or how was she reacting? Yeah, because she was worried that they're going to take us away. And my mom started arguing with the police, telling them that they can't talk to me like this. How dare they talk to me like this? And the police told her if she was my daughter, I would cut her head right here. That's what the police, the, the morality police said. Yeah, they yeah. would cut your head right yeah, there. Yeah, he, told, he told my mom if, if she was my daughter, I would cut her head right here. Mm, how do you support her looking like this? You must have been very frightened then sitting there if you're only 20 years, 20 yeah, years old yeah, watching yeah. this happening. Yeah, I, I had no idea what's going to happen. So they arrested all of us. They arrested... Me, they arrested my, they arrested my friend, they arrested my mom, and they 
put on the alarm. The siren? Uh, like we were criminals. And they drove you in the van? Yeah, they dro- drove us in the police car, not the van. The minute we get to the Morality Police Station, they lock us in a room and then they started interrogating us. It took around two hours. And what kind of things were they asking you when they interrogated you? Yeah, they were asking me, why am I dressed like this? Am I drunk? Am I on drugs? And I was just shaking out of fear. It was all so terrifying and I was in shock of what was happening. Were you crying at the time? In the beginning, no, I was just in shock. But then they started insisting that I have to go to prison. And I had heard stories before that they take girls to jail, they rape them, then they let them go. So I I was frightened. Another thing was that my mom is a super proud woman. In my whole life, although she went through a lot, she raised two kids on her own in a society where getting divorced was taboo and and I may have seen her uh, cry before only at my grandfather's funeral. I never saw her cry. I never saw her ask someone something. But that night she was crying and begging them to let me go. And I, I, I started crying at that point and I told them, please stop talking to me like this, not because of me, but because of my mother because she's had had a heart attack a few weeks before. And I remember the morality police, they told me, okay, so if your mother dies tonight, then it's your fault. <laughs> I mean, what, what kind of person can say that? So in the end, they told me, okay, you have two choices. Either you go to prison tonight, or we will send you to court and you will get your sentence there. Your sentence will either be getting 80 whiplashes or you will go to prison. They told, they told you you could get 80 whiplashes. Yes. So I said I will go to court. They took uh, my documents. They told me you have to bring what you were wearing today as evidence with you when you go to court. And another strange thing that they did to me was that they told me you have to go to court in two days at 8 p.m., 8 at night. In the end, I realized all of that was a psychological game, psychological torture. And they told me, no one can accompany you except your friend, which is with you. So we would go there at 8 p.m. It's all black. <laughs> Everything, the sky is black. At 8 p.m., it was the time that they brought criminals, prisoners, that were attached to each other with balls and chains. With the chains on their legs. Yeah. They brought them from the prison here to take confessions from them. So you could hear people screaming, people getting beat up. You could hear all of that. What happened inside the courtroom? So we went there. We went to a room. The judge, it wasn't even a judge, I guess, because by law of Iran, women can't be in decision-making positions. So women can't be judges. But there was a woman there. And she took a look at the evidence, which was the clothing that we were that we wore that day. Then she told us that we have to sign a paper uh, stating that we wouldn't repeat this action uh, in three years. Otherwise, if we get arrested again, we have to pay a fine. After that, if you repeat it for the third time in a period of three years, you would get. I don't remember the exact number. I think it was 80. 
After that, you will get a prison sentence. So you got let off with a warning. Yeah, we got let off with, with a warning. And they said, if you do this again within the next couple of years, you will get yeah. lashes. Yeah. And if you do it then a third time, you'll get a prison time. Yeah. What is your hope and dream for the future of Iran? My dream for Iran is to be a country where you can go out and see the beauty of it. Where you can see girls walking in the street, where you can see couples holding hands. Being able to dance, being able to sing, be treated as equal. That's my dream for Iran. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.